Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is score touchdowns and win MOP awards. And hey, no one does that better than our guest today. Uh, we have Hawaii sports legend in the house, Mr. Chad Owens. How you doing, Chad? Great, brother. Great. Listen, uh, that little intro, uh, uh, that's that's sort of like music to my ears because that's how I start my my show at the CO2 Rundown. Really? Like, Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Oh, maybe yeah, I that's maybe I... That's my intro, so I'm like, okay, it's 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 good, man. I love it. You got to use the, the, the Hawaii, you got to use the Aloha vibes, man. That's, I love it, man. Yeah. That's the energy that, that's that's here, and that's what I love about it. So. For sure, dude, and your speaking voice uh, is way better than mine, so I got to get into this a little bit more. No, no, <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> Sounds good. We got a legend <laughs> in the house, though, today, guys. Uh, so we can start off over there, man. Like, the way that I like heard about you was when I was back in high school, I remember watching OC 16, right? And we were watching like the football games and stuff going on and you were killing it on the field at the time, man. So I think back then you were paired up, your quarterback was Timmy Chang, right? Yep. So all four years were you guys together? Or? Yeah. You know, it's uh, my, my time at, at the University of Hawaii. Um, you know, I actually, I was on the field with uh, Nick Rolovich Oh, okay. I was on the field with obviously Timmy Chang, uh, you know, uh, Wilden. Not sure if you mean that, Jason Wilden. Um, man, just a, a few guys, but for the majority, yeah, Timmy was my quarterback, That's and awesome, it was great to be part of that that era. Uh, to be you know under Coach June Jones, who's um, probably my all time favorite coach. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coach Jones is always like one of the like local favorite coaches. So it's good to hear from a player perspective that he was also, you know, that same guy behind closed doors and stuff in the locker room as well. Yeah. So just awesome. a tremendous leader of, of, of people, um, the way he operated, the way he conducted, uh, his, his, his deal, the way he conducted his coaches, the way he conducted practices, the way he did it, uh, was on some, was on like a pro level, you know, being that I was able to go on to the pro pro level and play pro ball, NFL, CFL, and see the operation, and now I go back to my college, and how Coach June Jones operated uh-huh. was very pro-like, and how he treated us. Everything was about keeping us healthy, um, not really just not killing our bodies. Um, and obviously, the offense he ran was from, from that of Mouse Davis to run and shoot. You can't help but love. Uh, as a receiver and a quarterback to be in that system. And as a fan also, because oh it God. was an exciting, exciting time. And you guys were like literally the catalyst that like catapulted. I, I really love the Timmy Chang era with you guys going off and stuff. But then, you know, it, that segued into the, uh, oh, the Colt, Colt Brandon, Brandon era. The yes. Von Bess, yes. Auden Boys. Yeah, that. The Sugar Bowl, like that. That was the height of UH, UH football, football you know. But in any program, you have history. You have where it's come from where it is, where it's going. And so you go through these sort of stages in, in every program and cool, right? um, to see how how the, the stage and where I was a part of and where it went uh, was something special. And knowing where it's come from, you know, it's something special, man. And, you know, I, I definitely, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a, it's my alumni. You know, I love the Rainbow Warriors. I love the program. And I just want to see them succeed. I just want to see every... Uh, player athlete that comes through there in all sports not just football uh you know have the opportunity to 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 perform and to play and you know it's it, we're in a bit of a tough time right now you know with uh, the fans and you know we i know you know we can maybe talk about it now but i just because i talk about it on my show on the co2 rundown and it's like the hardest part right now is for these athletes they don't have fans it's it's a really hard time it's a really hard time but i i feel like 
just being a UH athlete over the last couple years, especially in the football scene, it, there's been a decline in like viewership and there's been a decline in fans. And then to completely cut everything off, that that was kind of like the really sad part. Because, you know, what's the point of a home game if you're not playing in front of the home fans? And you have to pump fake fan sound through speakers. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. No way. Yeah, there's like there's like simulated sound. simulated stuff, and it it just it's not, you know, as an athlete, as a former player, I thrived on the big plays, the big returns, oh, because I know that that it elevated the crowds, got them to their feet, got the fans on their feet, and that cheer, that roar, gave me more juice. It gave me more energy to dig deep when the game's on the line, and I gotta, you know, I'm I'm a little tired, but you know what? I got that support. I got that, you know, I got my family in the stands. I got, you know, I got to put on a show. I got to, I got it helps with that. And if you don't have that, man, you know, it's, it's hard. It makes it tougher on these guys. And, you know, especially a game like a few weeks ago when they upset Fresno State. That was big. Imagine if we had people in the stands going crazy. That would have probably rushed the field. Charging the field. Yeah, would have rushed the field. Come on, man. 100%. (laughs) That's why. And so that's really like important to hear because, from my perspective, we're, we're called UH Warriors, right? That's the name of the football team. That's what we're supposed to represent. And like you were saying, that roar of the crowd, that reminds you of like old school Hawaii, like a warrior spirit, the rallying cry, you know, to take up your arms and go to battle and go to war, you know? And all of that does come into play. And not only does it elevate the players on the field for the home team, you guys, right? But it also like lowers the status of the other team for sure because they get like oh man fearful you know fear in their eyes and you know exactly. like, okay it's time to attack you know they're on their heels let's go so yeah it, it's kind of disheartening to me and that's why I, I love having you in here because you have such a great perspective of this this COVID stuff I understand like you know we want to keep people safe we want to like you know do our due diligence and stuff but at a certain point you know enough is enough I feel like uh you know if I can just sort of give my little opinion on that you know we've we have protocols at restaurants. We have protocols at gyms. We've got protocols at these. So what what negates or what makes a sporting event any less significant? And I think that's the big issue that people are having is like, why this over that? That's a good point. Right? Why this over that? that? You know, and and my thing is they spent, I think, I think it was like ten million dollars or something to outfit this field to get it going, uh, right? The actual, because they just recently moved from uh, Aloha Stadium, right, back to the TC to the Ching. Yes. So that on-campus build out, I think, was around that number, and so you That's had to have dollars. had a plan in place yeah. if something happens or like because you 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 are relying on the ticket sales, the fans to start recouping some of that money, and so you you know you had to have had a plan in place to to prep, and I just feel like. Mm. There was none. Yeah. And even now, I mean, like, well, you know, why is it taking we're, so long? Where's the, the plan? Way, What's the, pro- the season, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, um, but so, but I'm happy to see, hey, we're going to have fans, you know, the next home game. OIA just announced, hey, um, you know, X amount of fans, well, you know, fully vaccinated, whatever, it's, it's happening. And so I think for us, you know, there's always two sides to it. Hey, we just wanted to have sports back a year ago. Right, right. Now sports has been back, so it's like, hey, we want to be at the games now. And I get that. Um, and so as much as I would have loved to have had this season kick off right off the bat with fans in the stands and all that, uh, even at the high school level, it is what it is, right? And we're at the point where we're at now, and you know, we've got 
we got that granted for us, or we're going to have fans in the stands. And so I'm looking forward to that. And everyone that's going to be at those games, um, man, should be very excited about it. Uh, yes, exactly. And knock on wood that nothing changes because the thing with Hawaii, we're always changing our <laughs> protocols. <laughs> Every week is different, man. So they say one thing one week, the next week is different. You don't know what to expect. So really, you got to like relish the time that you do have. And, you know, if we're able to go to these games, please go show support, you know, to the home team. Show some love. because Man, post it up on your Instagram, exactly. your stories. Like, be excited about it. Celebrate it. Right? Because it is. It's 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 been almost, what, two years Right, it's been a long time, and so let's time. celebrate this as a huge win, and um, yeah, we, I think that's what we need to to do. You know, we we we've been surrounded by a lot of down negativity, and so we need to do more celebrating. Right? We need to do more. We need to celebrate small wins. We need to celebrate big wins. Um, and 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 that, what that what that does is when when you celebrate the smaller wins, actually, it's more important because. You 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 create that positive vibe. You create the positive energy, the atmosphere. Uh, the more celebrating you're doing, the more positive, the more uplifting you are, and, and you start to combat everything that's around us that's negative. And you start to I don't even think about the the stuff anymore. You know I don't because I'm I'm I, I engulf myself with positivity, good energy. I surround myself with good people. You know the ocean, the vibes, the you know I'm busy doing my stuff, and, and it's just like so you forget about it. That's and awesome. It's, yeah. and, and you have to. We have because this is all a a mental thing that that we get drawn into, right? I mean, if you need to, and I've I've heard a lot of people do it. If you need to, man, hey, 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 disconnect your 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 TV, your cable, disconnect from social media because you're filling yourself with that every day, and it's just like it can become overwhelming and depressing, right? You know, yeah. disconnect from that stuff and and just you know start living your life and. Get into that positive morale and 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 just be happy and celebrate daily daily wins. I agree. I agree. And definitely, like our whole show is based around like social media influencers and content creators of that sort. And even though you know that's a big business, I always feel like it's good to advocate for you know that time off. Because I mean, especially in, if we're living in Hawaii paradise, right? If you're looking at your phone the whole time, you can't take in you're everything not, you're else. Not man. enjoying it, man. You're not, you're not enjoying, enjoying it, it exactly. Live in the moment sometimes and. You know, not not everything you do needs to be documented. That's true. Not everything you do. Uh, you know, because if you're an influencer, you're doing a lot of that already. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure you're taking some time to disconnect from from that from that device and 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 savor some moments for yourself and just for your mental and and that 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 uh, that picture that you can create in your mind that you don't need the memory of it because you've got it right here. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to have it on your phone or posted and just have that special moment for yourself or you and your family or whatever and just have that for you. You know what I mean? And and for your group or whoever, your friends. And I think that's important, man. That's enough. That should be all it is, man. That's all it is. It. It's internal. So yep. let's get away from a little bit of a yeah. more darker subject and yeah. go into yeah. something more this, fun. This. So we're on the topic of UH football and – I don't know if people understand the gravity of the player that we have in here. This guy, UH Football Stats, according to Wikipedia, this might be wrong. You can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> 3,031 total yards at UH, averaging 12.7 yards per reception and 20 freaking nine total touchdowns. 17 of which 
came in your impressive 2004 season. You remember some of this stuff? I know that's a way back. Yeah, but. you know what, man? If my son was here, he'd probably know all the stats. My son is the my son is oh, the, he loves the you that much. guy. Yeah, yeah. He, just, yeah, he just loves sports. So whatever, man. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's I, I, I did some work. I put in some work. Oh, you put in some work. <laughs> so let's talk about this one particular game, though, because I want to hear your thoughts on this. Because when I was looking at these stats, I literally have <laughs> a, a note here. Are these stats correct? Question mark. Because this is insane. So let me take you back. Michigan State. You remember the Michigan State game? Yeah, yeah All right. we were down 21 points. Down 21 points. Let, let me, and let me give you the final stats for Mr. Chad Owens. 283 receiving yards, four touchdowns. That is freaking insane. And not only that, the Spartans were a good team. Because I was looking at it, I was like, how the heck did Hawaii upset them 41-38? Michigan State. And I was like, okay, this was back you know, a couple years ago. Maybe they weren't the same Spartans that we know today. I looked at their schedule, dude. I have it right here. Their only losses, they finished with like a losing record, but their losses were to Rutgers, Notre Dame, Iowa, number 14, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, all super powerhouse teams. And then the last game of the season at Aloha Stadium, Hawaii. And I have to say, that's probably due in part to a massive, massive game from you, man. What's that like? Just slept, like doing that against a powerhouse team. And I think that what must have been like, your best game in college. It has to be 283. Is yeah, that's crazy. a big number. Uh, that's a huge I, number. I, I didn't remember what the what the total receiving yards were. Um, you know, that's that. You, if you want to add in the return yards, that oh game, yeah, even more so. All purpose. Um, so, I know that game that la- that last stretch of that season, we we did that against Michigan State. Came back from 21. We did that against Northwestern. We came back uh, from being 21 to beat them. But the motivation, you know, that was that was our senior year. Myself, Timmy, bunch of guys. And we were trying to become bowl eligible for the Hawaii mm. Bowl. We needed to win out to to be bowl eligible. Wow. And so we had extra juice, man, to 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 get it done. We had the fan support. Uh and we had June Jones, right? We had the run and shoot. We had the the players to get it done. And yeah, I guess you we uh, we, done, we turned it on, man. So I, was I, I that took was it, senior I took it night upon too? myself to get going. Was that senior senior night for you? It, I, it was December fourth. It looks like the it might have been the last I one. I don't game. know. It, it might have been. You know what? It was. I think it was the Senior last regular night. season uh, you game. You for that crazy amount. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I was awesome. on. A, I was on one that year. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and that night especially. So we're talking about you know UH Pride getting people in the stands excited. I don't think you can get fans more excited than that kind of level of you know just awesome stats, awesome plays coming back. Last game of the season for the home team. Like perfect storm, bro. And that's just really cool to see. And so. I love that you still have a passion because you have you went on after college to do these amazing things, you know, in a pro level. But you also have this amazing passion that we just got right into right off the bat for UH. How much you still love UH, you respect the coaching staff, you respect the organization there. And I like to hear that because, you know, some people will go off and they'll go to the mainland, go to big schools, and they'll forget about their roots, you know. But you, you kind of ground yourself where you still have that love and passion for UH Hawaii football, which I think is awesome. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's something special to, to – to stay and stay at home and play, especially in Hawaii. I, I think for me, I you know I was a walk on out of high school, right? I didn't earn I a didn't scholarship. Know that. Yeah, I walked wow. on to the University of Hawaii. Uh, eventually, after the BYU game, which is the game that everyone still talks about back in two thousand one, I earned my scholarship after that game. But you know, the special thing is that you know, and, and again, hey, there's a lot of guys that are top notch high school athletes here that want to go away. Mm-hmm. They want to go and experience. 
And I think more so now than ever, you know, just because as of recent, you know, it's it's about it's about going to the NFL. It's about becoming a pro. And and you know, hey, I made it. A few other guys made it from Hawaii, but they feel as if the the ticket is a lot. I don't want to say easier because there is no easy road to the NFL, but maybe more of an opportunity being on more national televised games, mm-hmm. playing in a bigger conference, you know, playing against top notch teams, top notch opponents. And, and so that, that, that visual, that opportunity, uh, does one of a few things for an athlete. It, it elevates your game because you got to, if you don't elevate your game against the, the best in the country, you're just, you're not going to play. And sure. if you don't do so, you're not going to give you, you're not going to even have a chance to go into the next level and become a pro. So, you know, these guys look at it that way. And that's why you see a lot more high school, uh, Hawaii high school athletes going to these big colleges. And they are, man. They're going to Notre Dame, USC, Alabama. Alabama. Like, we are, we are out there in a bunch of different places, and which is great because it creates a pipeline for the future players here. But I do want to encourage players to not skip over the University of Hawaii because of what, it's, of what, what I'm able to do now. Sports is a, is a fraction of your life. Not everyone will become a pro athlete. So after your college career is done, what's your plans? If your plans are to leverage, especially in today's world, right, with the social media and the type of following you can get as a young star athlete, regardless of where you're at, that's what's different about today versus when I came out, right? So I'm... I'm able to leverage what I did in college and what, you know, the people know and my name here in Hawaii. Yeah, I went on to be a pro. That definitely helps. But I came, I'm back home, back here in Hawaii. And, and I'm able to, to create an impact and to do things. You see all the things that I'm doing. Some of these other things we can go, we're going to talk oh, yeah, about. For sure. But, you know, if you're someone that went away and did well in college away and you come back to Hawaii, who knows? Like maybe you won't have as much of an impact here because you weren't here. There's so so there's so there's that as well. And if you're someone that wants to stay where you went to college at because that's where your influence is, that's a smart play as well. Yeah. So there's no right or wrong way about it. I'm just course, saying from yeah. a personal experience of what playing at the University of Hawaii did for me and staying home did for me then and more so what it's doing for me now. Listen, man. And, and so I have so much respect for you and we're going to get into all of that. But to kind of touch on the exact topic that you were saying, I do wish that we had people that had that same kind of mentality where they want to stay and play at home. Like, it's good to go to, like, Alabama. The Tagovailoas, you know, they're going to Maryland, one of them, the younger one, and then, you know, Tua went to Alabama. Mariota went to Oregon. Big-name schools. Awesome for them, you know. It's it's a great opportunity. But it makes me, like, think and kind of saddened to, like, think, like, what would have happened if Mariota played for UH Manoa? Yeah. You know? He probably still would have been the same great player he is, you know? But the only difference would have been that the focus would have been on UH rather than on Oregon, you know? And so all of these, like, what-ifs happen and stuff, and you see them go on to the NFL doing it big. And they still have, like, Roots of Hawaii, you know, they do the commercials and all of this. But there's something to be said for a guy that makes his career in Hawaii and can still go to the next level because that inspires the athletes here who want to stay or who have the opportunity to play for the UH Manoa and know, hey, Chad Owens went to go play pro ball after. Like, I didn't need to go to Alabama to do that. I didn't need to go to Oregon. That means a lot, dude. And honestly, what you just said is super huge and why I wanted you on this podcast because you took that amazing career you had, pro career, college career, and then you just completely flipped the script and now you're just 
a huge, huge uh, star, I want to say, in not only the social media scene, but you got your own podcast going, running the back, the CO2 podcast, all of this stuff. And you're on the scene. You're doing everything that you should be and like pivoting where you need to, you know, and that's huge because some people can't do that or they don't have like the mental fortitude to like realize like this is going to end. Football is going to end, you know, like if you're lucky for certain positions, I think running back nowadays, the average age they retire is 30 in the NFL. That's only nine years of ball after college. Yeah, the average length of a football career, though, is if I don't know if you knew this, is only two and a half years. Two and a half That's for it. the normal guy. I'm e- assuming. Uh, everyone, like really, in all, wow, two and a half years. That's horrible. That's a terrible stat. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, that's a horrible stat. <laughs> you know, and, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chime in right here, and I'm gonna tell you what the difference is. A lot of these high school players, I feel as if they want to be home because mm-hmm. they want to play in front of their families. They want to do it. But the difference is, is when they get offers to these other schools and they go on these recruiting trips and they see the facilities, mm. they see, and, and, and it's all, look, okay, Oregon, you're wearing a new uniform every single week, sure. a different combination. So that's what they got on everyone else. Um, and it's really, that, that's what it comes down to. Alabama, culture of winning. You know? Culture of yeah, winning, yeah. Uh, big time football. So it's it's facilities, it's programs, it's all in that same light of like the opportunities that you're going to get. Now, do I want to see the University of Hawaii create and have that 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 top-notch program facility uh, that can wow a recruit, the, especially the local ones? Yes. Uh, and I do want to see them take the next step in when they do develop a, a, a newer facility, stadium, whether it's at the new Aloha Stadium District Sports and Sports Entertainment oh, District that they're creating, yeah, yeah. Um, or an on-campus thing, whatever they do, they need to create a cultural vibe to it, so that mm. when so when players are walking in the building, they feel the culture, they feel the mana, they feel the past, they feel the energy that 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 we bring. As you mentioned earlier, warriors. Yes. So when you walk into this place, you feel it, and maybe hey. Maybe there's going to be some an ambience of music, something in the background playing that gets you going, that gets you thinking. Um, you really create, you know, if, you, if, if you've gone to the Polynesian Cultural Center, you have that vibe. Yes. You walk into the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, you have this vibe. So imagine the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame there, but on a grander scale and in, incorporating that into sort of our, our facility uh, that our athletes are surrounded by daily that's a that's you know? a that's a really good point, Chad. Because like, yeah, I, I, it really comes down to not only the players. That's why it definitely falls, I think, on the school to create an environment where people want to come to. You know, and I used to like my background in sports. I obviously I'm not built like a full player like yourself, but I do have a huge passion for sports. I went to UH and I was uh, working at intramural sports over there on campus for like eight years, and I also did a uh, what's it called a uh, instant replay technician for NCAA men's and women's basketball. So I was in that Stan Sheriff Center a lot. The fitness center, the gym for you guys, not, not the greatest gym, bro. <laughs> the new one that they have for like the, all the students is even nicer than what the athletes have. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Part of that, I'm going to be honest, part of that is, you know, every big program, right? Football is the leader of revenue generating. Like yep. that football brings it, brings in a revenue yep. and it helps support some of the lower uh, sporting yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, teams, it, teams that doesn't every, that don't generate that kind of energy. it all rises income. together but i mean you know the issue with uh, you know uh, us here is that man we we they've been losing money right playing at the local state i'm not saying that that's 
the Los Stadium was great, but mm-hmm. they were paying so much to play there. Uh, plus, they weren't getting it back with the tickets and parking. There's so much that goes into on the business side. And so I think the business model for the program needs to, and especially football, because that's the leader, that's the top dog who's supposed to be generating the most income, that business model works better on campus because now they, oh, get, they, they get 100% of everything, yep. right? No overhead. Yeah. <laughs> so th- th- that system, that program, that business model needs to sort of uh, get ironed out. And once that happens and you're generating and you, you've marketed it and created this unbelievable game day experience that, hey, the town is shut down. We got to get to the game. We got to show up. We got we to gotta pour into this program. We got to support. Once we get back to that sort of level, now we're able to provide some of those other things. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take some time, but the plan has to be there. The goal has to be there. They've been saying that for years. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. When's it going to turn around? You know, and that's. That's what's tough, you know, because this talent is it come it's coming and going. Mariota's time passed. The Tago Vailoa brothers are passed. You know, we have Chevin Cordero, thankfully, you know, local boy doing it big. But we want like this generational talent and every generation that's passing it by because nothing's being done. That's that's the that's what pains me, you know, because I do have a passion for UH and stuff. I'm an alumni there myself. I never played sports, but I definitely see the necessity for it. You know, I was inside Stan Sheriff doing these instant replay technician games watching the men's and bas- uh, men's and women's basketball teams going, doing their thing. And it's just inspiring because they put in a lot of work, man. And I, you've seen it firsthand. So I love all of that. And there's some changes that are happening at like a national level where hopefully maybe things might take a turn. Uh, and one thing that I did want to talk about before we get into your pro career and beyond, um, what are your thoughts on this newest, I guess, bill that just got passed where athletes can get paid for their name and likeness? Because yeah. I don't know how much uh, Mr. Chad Owens' name and likeness would have been back in his time, but I'm sure it would have been quite a lot man, of money. I, I, I might have been able to make 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 some decent coin, man. Uh, shoot, uh, look, I think it's I think it's big. I think I think it in today's in today's market, it's needed, and it's been something you know, and that's why I talk about football. It's a business. College football is a business. One of the biggest businesses out there. And, you know, you, you think of the athletes. That's why people come to watch these players do their thing. Entertainment. It's entertainment. You know, it's, 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 it's David and Goliath, man. You're out there, the, 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 the gladiators were out there in the arena performing. Yeah. Are you performing in, 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 at the high school level? Of course. Of course. But the college level, it's big business. It big and business. so if you're a guy a starting quarterback, a star quarterback, a star running back, a receiver. Yeah, you, your, your jersey, everyone's buying your jersey. They want that number. They want the, your, their kids are saying, hey, I'm, I'm Chevin Codero. Like I'm, you know, it, it's, that's what it is. And that, you know, you're deserving, I think, of, of getting paid from that. And, and, hey, if a company wants to endorse you or sponsor you, you should be able to do that, you know? And thank goodness it finally happened. Thank God. Bro, the NCA, I, I, I'll say it because I don't know if you want to say it, but NCA is one of the most corrupt <laughs> organizations in the world, man. These guys were taking millions and millions of dollars out of the pockets of these athletes. They're making bank, all of this TV revenue, sponsorship man, revenue. Listen, giving and you a, a measly $800 yeah. a, a month scholarship yeah. check. Hey, yeah. you know, hey. Here you go. Like, hey, we're giving you an education, $800? though. $800? We're giving you an education, though. 
and I'm yeah. giving you what up two million dollars for jersey sales? Like, come on. Yeah, come yeah. On. So it's I mean, there's some, and you know, the big time colleges on the mainland, it's even more yes. big, yes. right? So. You know, I, I love it, and I think it's uh, far overdue, and, and I'm glad that it's here, and it's going to be, it seems like, outside looking in, people could look at that, well, but what about the, the the starting right offensive guard who doesn't get any shine? Well, that that that's just the way it is. Even at the Pro professional level. level, those guys aren't the big pay guys. The big pay guys is going to be starting left tackle, yep. right? It's going to be the quarterback, yep. top receiver. Top defensive end, like that's just what it is, and 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 in a way, right in the real world business, the CEO, the president, the general manager, you get you get the money, right? If you're just a a, a manager, supervisor, employee, worker, like as it goes down the chain, you are equally as important to make that operation go and for everything to work. Yes, mm-hmm. but there's pivotal positions that are just more important. And that's, that's just, just what it is. Exactly. And that's just exactly how it goes. And it's the same thing with sports as well, where like football, as you said, is like the breadwinner for most schools. It's the big program, right? So other sports and stuff, it, it, it's kind of hard to like put apples to apples when it's completely different things. So yeah, I hear yeah, that argument yeah. all the time too. Like, yeah. oh, how come it's not unfair? It's unfair pay or whatever. We don't get the same treatment. I'm like, it's it's different sports. It's completely different. If you're not bringing in anybody, or it's a event where people can't watch, it's just tough, and that's just business, you know. So yeah, I but if I want to add to that, because I don't want people to think like, oh, you know, Chad doesn't think linemen are important. No. So here's what I'm going to say: Everyone's equally as important. If that right guard doesn't do his job, Shevin, yeah, yeah. So everyone has a job to do. Yes. But here's where in today's market, everyone can take advantage because look, everyone's got social media. And, and I'm just going to tell your athletes right now, make sure you guys are building your brand the right, the right way, the smart way, right? Put yep. what you put out. Anybody can, can leverage from this, this new deal. Yep. I can be a right guard who has a character behind me that people want to follow on Instagram. I have a story. I'm funny. I do things. In, social media exactly. allows everyone an opportunity. Social media is the equal opportunity. Because you don't have to be an athlete to, to, to make money on Instagram. Yep. You don't have to be an athlete to be an influencer. You don't have to be an, uh, the star athlete. Let me say star athlete to, 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 be, to have influence, right? You could, be, you could be the backup, but you have an amazing personality. You're a motivator. You have, you have things that you can do on, on, on social media. Leverage that. You'll be a fan favorite. And Leverage that, that yes, exactly. right? Promote yourself. Promote the brand. Promote. Everyone has that platform and opportunity, and so you just have to find ways to, 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 to leverage it, to take advantage of it. Dude, and see, this is why I give you a lot of credit, man, because you grew up in a time where there was no social media. So you had to do all of this stuff, you know, bootstrap it, man. You had to go in there, get it done, and you didn't have all of these equalizers and stuff going for you, and it's just it's a lot tougher, so... Uh, we can talk about the pro career now, man. Like you, you dabbled in the NFL for a bit, and you also succeeded at the highest of levels in the uh, CFL, right? Yeah. Won a MOP, which I had to do research. It's a it's yes. an MVP. It's, it's an MVP. Yeah, yeah, Why it, do they it, call it an MOP? I don't know. Why you got to do that, Canada? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like it, the most outstanding, outstanding. player, but right? It, but the acronym is MOP. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I'm very, very proud and you know about that 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 honor That's and that award huge. it's huge 
Uh, but for the you know, it's basically I translate that to yeah, it's like it's I was the MVP yes, of, of the exactly, league, yes. you know. But hey, you know, but I couldn't have done that without my teammates. I couldn't have done that without going through all the adversities that I've gone through throughout my career. I haven't. I couldn't have done that without getting cut by the Jaguars. I couldn't have done that without tearing my ACL in the, in the Arena Football League in 2008. Because oh, you it, played Arena too? Yeah. All right, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, okay. in 2008 for like a half a season. You tore ACL. Yeah, I was literally tearing up the league, and then I tore my ACL right before signing back in the NFL. Wow, so, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. heartbreaking. My, yeah, my story is pretty, pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, but and it's then after with all of that, it goes on to win an MLP. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Grey Cup champion. That yeah. <laughs> 2012 was the 100th Grey Cup, which is equivalent to the Super Bowl, just so you yeah. guys, you know, and and yeah, I had that, that, that MLP season, yeah. uh, led the league in receiving yards, led the league in all-purpose yards, all purpose. broke a record that year. Uh, yeah, we, we, we brought the championship. The, champ, the, the Grey Cup was in Toronto, okay. and I played for Toronto, so we won Ooh, it in our home gym. It was the 100th, like that that even number, that's a big number. It is. So just a historic year for, you know, everyone. And, and you know, for me, it was uh, the most memorable, one of the most memorable football seasons of my life. It probably will go down as as the best one of my life because of all the things I was able to do. It's It was amazing stats, dude. It was completely crazy stats. You want me to read the stats for you? What, <laughs> what year was this? 20? 2012. 2012. Okay, so we got 18 games played. 1,328 receiving yards, Jesus, 14.1 average, six touchdowns, and then you also have some rushing stats in here too. Yeah, <laughs> you did you know, it all, it, dude. It, it, it was it, so all purpose is the the record I broke. So basically, how much? Yeah, returns. I had yeah. including the playoffs that season. I had over 4,000 yards. Wait, so okay, so 1,300 of those were receiving. So receiving, rushing, return yards. So punt return, kick return, and miss field goal returns. How much? All combined. How much? What was your average return yard? I I I don't I can't remember. But it, so you're was, basically the Devin the, Hester. That's, that's the difference between the, you know the CFL. There's a lot of kicking. There's only three downs, right? I there's didn't. only there's only three downs in the CFL. So first down, second down. If you're not third and one and quarterback sneaking, foot, they're punting. So I had a lot of punt return opportunities. Um, yeah, I did a lot of. There's a lot of mileage was put 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 on these these wheels uh, during that that my run there. Right. A, a three 2010, 11, 12. Uh, and I'm not trying to boast. I'm just giving you like no, no, no. Of course so not. So 10, 11, 12. Yeah. There, I had over 10. I accumulated over 10,000 yards. Because <laughs> I, I went, stats. I went over 3,000 in 10, over 3,000 in 11, and four over 4,000 in in 2012. That's insane. That is crazy. So stats. a lot of yards. Yes, a lot of yeah, running, man. A lot of running. <laughs> a lot of running, man. But I like it though. So. Yeah, I Great times, have- bro. A lot of lifelong friends that are still there. My former teammates, uh, family that I, people, friends that I consider family, and you know, uh, man, shout out to all of them. I miss them right now, and I, 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 I yeah, I miss those guys, man. So, was it a blessing in disguise? You think you know that that stint with the Jaguars, you know, the NFL, because that's obviously the goal that a lot of like players have, right? NFL is the peak, as people think, and that's what they want to get to. But in the NFL, it's hard to say. Maybe you wouldn't have won an MVP in the NFL. It's a lot harder, but you had like this like like all time career. You might be Hall of Fame for CFL. 
I'm, potentially, I'm yeah. The yeah. Argos actually, the GM, the GM actually hit me up and told me he's going to put me in for to, to get you know uh, it goes through a process. Right. So we'll see. Who knows when that that happens? But if it does, cool. You know, that'd be great. Great, great huge honor. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the thing about that is, you know, everything's all in eras and in times. And mm-hmm. if you look at today's NFL, I think my style of play in today's NFL works. It works. They have a, lot, a ton of slot, level, slot, yeah. slot yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys that can create mismatches. And you, you you watch some of these routes that these guys are running. It's ridiculous. It's like these option routes where they're going out in, faking back out, and then coming back in. It's just like they're, allow, it's like they're allowing it now. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're allowing it. They're realizing that it works. Yes. And it's mismatch, mismatches. And that's what I was basically doing. When I came out of college, when I got drafted by Jacksonville, they were all just like wowed at my ability to run routes. And no other, no one bigger than, you know, Hall of Fame, like Jacksonville Jaguars receiver, top Jimmy Smith. Mm. This dude was the truth. Mm. Like he is. And I had a conversation with him. Matter of fact, we caught up about, I think, a month ago. Oh, wow. And he said, man, Chad, to this day, I tell everybody. That you 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 ran the best routes I've ever seen, Thanks. and coming from a guy like that, yeah. that speaks volumes. But validation, you know, it's like at that time, football was under center, run the ball, run the yeah, ball, run the ball, play action, big receivers, go make a play. Like that was the thing. So the slot game, the more run and shoot, the more uh, West Coast pass heavy, shotgun. Everyone's in a shotgun now. Yeah. Everyone yes. is in the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. You know, four wide, three wide. Like they still run the ball, but the the time in which I was in the NFL, my style of play from offensive side of it just wasn't it wasn't really a thing. Dang, yet. that's true. I never thought about that generational like that era. You know, where it definitely does come down to like certain eras define like certain styles of play. Like Wildcat was super big back in I think 2010s to 2014, somewhere around there, and then it kind of just died out because people figured it out. You know, now it's like you're seeing, like, these versatile running backs that can do all these things. Super catch the ball. athletic quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar that Jackson, uh, hello. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Well, he's he's apparently he's apparently a rusher that can't throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he proved that wrong. Who, 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 who cre- <laughs> yeah, so just the game. Look at the NBA. Oh, yeah. Another Everyone's one. a shooter now. Yes. Everyone can shoot the ball. If you can't shoot a three, yeah, you're pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it's not... <laughs> That, that that game has changed, and yes. and you know as athletes just continue to get better, continue to get more skilled. That's Con- why the the goat conversation always gets to me because it's like <laughs> it, it's hard because it's it's it, you can't compare it. You know, like this yeah. LeBron Michael Jordan thing. It's like two different, completely it's different eras, eras man. Go- yeah. Goats of eras, and you know it, it's there's there's a ton. There's just a ton of goats, right? For the for the eras, you just you just keep putting these goats up from these years. These years, these years, these like there's goats, man. It's like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no one better than the other. It's right. the top. You're up there because you are the cream of the crop, the best who have ever done it. That's awesome, man. All right. And so so that's, I, that's what I believe in. And I love hearing all of that. So I did have a question, and I mean, we don't we don't need to talk about this because it is kind of a tacky thing to talk about. But I do want to like try to like inspire you know kids that are listening or you know uh, people that aspire to be professional athletes. And please don't give me an exact number, but what is like the average pay range, I guess, for people that play in the CFL? Because a lot of people, they think, okay, NFL or bust. 
They don't know about these other options. They don't know about CFL. I think Arena is not around right now anymore. There is. There's not much. So like as okay. far as payment, man, like yeah, the NFL, your your base, base, base salary as a rookie, you're probably making around, I think it might be, I want to say 400 something thousand right okay. now. I think that's what it's, it's, it looks like. Right. And obviously the top guys are making well, hundreds yeah. of millions. Yeah. Right. Big, big dollars. Like that's, big dollars. That's very, very few people. Yes. Yeah. But the CFL, it's it's a complete, man. You're missing a, a bunch of zeros. And, mm, okay. you know, a quarterback in the CFL can make half a million dollars. Oh. The top quarterback right now, Mike Riley, I believe he signed. He signed the biggest contract, I think, as of recent years. I think he signed three years uh, two point something million. So I think he makes okay. like seven hundred something, seven hundred a year. And see, that's the thing, though. People like discredit that. Like, ah, oh, that's not Aaron Rodgers' numbers. That's not Lamar Jackson' no, but numbers. That's, but right. that's bank still, that's man. Bank to, that's to to to, to bank. play ball. Yeah. Yes. But but on the low end in the CFL. Oh, here we go. The base min- the minimum, and this is you got to take this into consideration. Now huh? it's Canadian, Canadian transferring to U.S. dollars. Canadian t- get first get taxed right. and then you transfer <laughs> that thing over to US right you're gonna lose some yes, money yes, yes. so but the minimum though right now for the CFL Canadian I think it's around 65,000 Canadian so that would come out to what 50 50 something thousand after taxes maybe 50 something you convert that so you're looking at maybe 40 US 30 that's, that's 40,000 dollars that's US, like an 18 an hour dollar job here yeah something like that yeah, yeah, to play professional ball. So yeah. it, it, you but, can do but it, right? It's it's a it's an opportunity to go play, get paid, and potentially get another shot in the NFL. Mm. It's a stepping stone, right? Um, and so that's there. You know, not everyone's going to be fortunate. For, first of all, the percentages of becoming a pro athlete, not to discourage anyone, is is very small. Yes, right, and then. When you get there, again, we talked about the average length of your career is two and a half years. Yeah. So, so, so athletes, you guys really, you really need to like think about this, not not to think about it and like, man, do I really want to push to be a pro athlete? No, if that's what you want to do, you push for it. But you need to make sure you're building that 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 second vehicle on the side. Right. That you have to have it building your next passion because that's the biggest thing athletes go through that that transition when they're done playing oh what am i doing now mm. right there's a stage stage like of, of depression depressed state i was there you know mm. because like you missed the game you've i've done it for so long that's been my routine and when routine gets broken things get you just get thrown off ah uh, right 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 you know and so yeah i was in that state for a little bit mm. like what am i doing and then i kind of came up out of that and then like now, all the things that I'm doing now, man, I'm so excited, bro. I get up every day, so excited to 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 get going. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I I do miss the game. I miss playing. I miss the locker room. I miss all that. I miss the the, the competing, mm. right? But now I get to compete with. I'm competing with myself in the in the gym. Uh, I'm actually not. I haven't told a lot of people, but you know, I'm 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 planning on entering the. Well, I am entering this. I haven't registered yet, but the November uh, Sean Ray Classic. No, you aren't. Are you serious, man? Yeah, I'm I'm doing that. Okay. And so, um, you know, I've been able to fill that void with other things, and now my hustle is greater than it's ever been because to be a pro athlete, you and this is what's hard. This is why it's hard for athletes to build that second vehicle on the side because you gotta be all in. 
mm. with 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 what your what your sport you can't what your have craft. a backup because then you're taking away from your game. Bruh, your plan B is succeeding at plan A. Mm. Like you know, what I'm saying like that. That's that's the mentality. That's that Mamba mentality. But yep. but you gotta you know I have I talk with my son about this all the time. You gotta be real with yourself. You gotta look in the mirror every day. And it's like, bro, am I? You you want this, but are you actually taking the action? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing each and every day, twenty four seven, all day, every day, to give yourself that shot to go? Like people, you got to be real with yourself. Because if you're not, somebody else is, and that's the problem. But that's the that, that's what it is. Someone else always is. Yes. And that's gonna be your mindset. So I like if you're if you're that ultra competitor, someone else is doing something. So I gotta do something. I gotta work. I gotta get better. I gotta you know. It doesn't matter. And that's why I talk about celebrating the small wins. Like the goal is to be better today than you were yesterday. Even even if it's one percent better, right? Even so if it's point one percent better. Even it's if it's point positive, one, you know what I mean? Direction, yeah. And and you know it's you got to be doing those things. Dude, I can see that in you though. You exude that because even in the gym and stuff, you're training like you're still playing pro ball, man. <laughs> You're going crazy in there. Five days a week, like just going ham, you know, uh, cardio, lifting, whatever it may be. And so that's why it makes sense now that you're actually trying to compete at something with the, you know, strongman. It's, it's a goal. It's a goal. It's a, no, it's men's physique. Oh, physique, it's right? Physique. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a, it's just a goal. When you have that goal, something there it just push it. it the accountability, it the discipline, the consistency. That's hard to do. It that pushes yeah. that right, motivates that. So yeah, you know, it's. Um, but no, man, it's 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 been it's been an amazing amazing journey, man. There's so much things that uh that I want to do, and you know, You're but doing but, them, but, but we can only do it one day at a time, True. one play at a time, hey. one task at a time, right? One rep at a time, however, whatever you want to say. Uh, but just as long as when you're doing that one thing, it's to the best of your ability because you are being represented by that one rep, by that mm. one play, by that one day. Your body of work is... Hey, you got to start an inspirational who, who like, podcast where you're just yeah, talking to man, people I like know, this. No, I, I, <laughs> you got I've the done, David I've, Goggins I've, kind of vibe with I've, you and stuff. I've done a motivational, <laughs> I've done a ton of mo- bunch of motivational you know, talks and that's kind of one of the other things I, I want to be able to do. But, you know, it's it's hey, one thing at a time. You know, I'm probably, I'll probably have a book someday. Yeah, you should. You know? So I have a question. What was your um, degree, I guess, when you were going to school? Sociology. I graduated with a, a, a bachelor's Because you're sociology. very well-spoken, which I, I don't know for whatever reason it is, but there's a lot of athletes that you would assume, like, okay, they're just a sports. They can't really talk on the mic and stuff. But, dude, you you are very, very good. Like, just speaking, you have very prominent voice and all of this stuff. I, a lot of that interviews. From? That's what I was going to say. Is it, you think that <laughs> I got helps? a lot of practice. You think that helps with the If, if we can find, interviews? I don't know who, who can bring some up. Maybe we gotta do some digging. <laughs> um, whether it's back in my back in college, mm-hmm. doing some post game interviews or post practice interviews, I'd love to see some of those because I, I was I was never I was I wasn't always like this. Mm. You know, as as time went on, as I and it's really more so developed. I feel in the pro level in the CFL when I was finally making a lot of plays and getting a lot of media time, getting a lot of interviews. Mm. It that developed over time, right? And so it's just reps then. More reps, reps but on the like mic anything, time, man, right? but on the mic and um yeah, man. So that that's where it comes from. Cuz look at it now cuz you you're doing these uh big podcasts that you're on. So you have running it back, right? Where you yeah. guys are talking to like pretty big people. June Jones I saw, Juju Smith yeah, Juju was on Smith, one, yeah. right? And then you also have your CO2 and the CO2 rundown. That's it's 3 days a week, the sports show 
that uh, I, I present, you know, local and nationwide sports. And, you know, it's just me sort of talking to the camera. Like, that. that's another thing where it's a, it's a practice skill that I'm not talking to anyone. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning viewers watching. <laughs> and, you know, it's... It's it's a different thing. No one's asked, sitting there asking me a question, right? Right. Because I'm really good at interviews. Like someone asks me a question, I can, I, can, I can take yeah. So I can take it. I can take a question and like flow with it, right? All sorts of different ways. I love that. I enjoy that. But I've developed that skill through being a, being a pro athlete, mm. right? And and something and, you would and, and but but yeah. but like being a pro athlete, but being a a, a a successful one who's made plays because they're not interviewing the guy that's not making plays. Let's just be honest. That's right? a good point. Like it's it's unfortunate, <laughs> yeah, but they're 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 interviewing the people that are doing things. That's a good you know? point. So yeah, those guys get more practice, mm-hmm. and then I'm just be that's just the honest truth. That must be it though, because people like LeBron James, who's talking every single, he's really good on the mic, you know. And it's just I can see that from the raps, the raps. But that gets talking. developed. Yes, like like the skills in which he's developed on the court, the communication skills gets developed. Right, and that's the one thing that the, the the kids today, the athletes today, are lacking, mm. is because everything is on the device. Everything is literally like text messaging. Uh, they don't want to talk. They don't pick up. Right. They don't pick up a phone, and they're not talking to their friends. They're messaging them, so they're losing a little bit of that, you know, communication communication aspect, skills. Yeah. You know, and so I, I I highly recommend athletes to take communication in college, mm. big time. Right, because that's a that's usually one of the. Because when I think about like sports athletes and stuff, I had a couple friends that played like uh, baseball and stuff for UH or golf. They would uh, usually, I think communication was one of the biggest degrees that, you know, most athletes go for. But the problem is, is like if you don't take it seriously, it's kind of a waste, you know? You should take it seriously because as you said, there's going to be a life after sports. So it, communication could be very good because as you can see, and that's why I love that you're a testament to this, is that you can use this stuff for beyond. Sociology is Pretty kind of in that same vein too. So it is, but yeah. you know, I'm a, if I'm being honest with you, because I know, and I'm, oh, I'm gonna be honest. Much. <laughs> it's it's I I chose sociology because that's that's what a lot of people do because it 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 wasn't really too too difficult because you needed to focus I, I, on football. Honest, man, I, 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 I wasn't a school guy. Mm. You know, in high school, I struggled. You know, I, I was, it wasn't until a lesson that I had to learn in my freshman year of high school where. I couldn't play a game because I got an F on a grade check. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Prior to that, there was no grade checks. Right. I sucked at school. I feel you. Hated school. I was and like, that's Bro. a lot of the reason why a lot of people go into pro sports before. Because I was like, oh, you don't need to think. I don't need to do homework and stuff. You know, I can just play ball and do really well. What's cool is that the switch, I, that's kind of still the same thing today. I, I, you know, I wish people focused on school and sports. But there's even more of a switch now where if you don't, like, you're not a school person. You can be a social media influencer with literally no with skills no degree. At all. Yeah, but, nothing. But here's the thing. Here's what I love. You see a lot of pro athletes go back and finish ah, a degree. That, yeah. But here's 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 why, and here's why I think it's more it's more valuable doing it then. It's because coming out of high school. Let's just be honest. Most they don't know what they want to do. So you just you just yeah. you just spinning the spinning your your wheel and like you see people go with and, and switch degrees three times that was me <laughs> right up, so yeah. when you go through and you, you say you leave college early you didn't finish college you didn't get your degree you go play your sports career and even within your sports career you meet people and you start things start to unlock like man i like this oh i enjoy man i'm actually a, i'm a businessman i'm an entrepreneur that's what i want to do 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I'm, I'm gonna get a business degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so when you go back, you're more mature. Your vision is more focused. Your goals are more, are more clear. Now you have more motivation. And when you go into these classes and these to get this degree, there's a purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's people that come out of high school that know I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna be an engineer. That's what my parents have been pushing for me. That's what's been drilled into my mind. So they kind of know, like they, they have the path. And that's good for them. You that's know, great know, for them. But that's not, that's not, the that's not the majority. Yes. It's not, not the majority. majority, man. And I think a lot of people like, see, this is why I really like these conversations because it's alternate careers and stuff. You know, I, I've talked at like a couple high school and a couple other high schools, middle Lani high school about alternate careers because my, I did get a degree in uh, psychology and then I ended up doing counseling and stuff, but I ended up going full time to YouTube. And so people need to hear about these like alternate careers where it's like, maybe you don't know what you want to do and that's okay where before college was the norm and they're pushing it on you they're pushing on you you need to do it dude i I came out of college with a hundred and ten thousand dollars in debt bro how do you do that as a 22 year old kid you know you don't even know what debt is when you're going into college and stuff so that's why i'm like an advocate i love education if you know wholeheartedly what you want to do. Right. If you want to be a doctor and you know in your heart you're going to be a doctor, then go do it. It's an investment. Yes. Right? So it, it, you, you, like any business, right? So guys, listen, right? Going to college is an investment. What's it going to cost me to go to college? Okay. I'm getting that. Okay. When I get this job because of this degree, that's going to pay me this. Okay. Then I can get, I'm getting my return on my investment. It's all about ROIs. But people, but this is the hard thing. You got to try to explain that to a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid. And it's so tough because the school system doesn't do that. When did we learn about ROI? When did we learn about this? This this? is why there needs to be, in my opinion, a shift in the school systems. Because not not, not every kid learns the same way. Nope. Not every kid is interested in doing the same things. So... If you if we're if we're able to guide our young people into their skill sets at an earlier age and start, we would be developing stronger leaders in specific fields because the, it, we have to drive and fuel their passions. That's so not important. just not just having them run through the system and then okay you graduate from high school cool here now you're out into the real world go figure it out. Right. And so there's such a like, and I can talk about this forever because literally this is like a huge passion of mine. Alternate careers and stuff are really good. And I also think that the stigma of you needing to go to college because that's quote unquote successful, that's completely wrong, bro. Um, I know a lot of people that are UPS or FedEx drivers that are making seventy to $80,000 a year. That's what you go to school for, for four to six years to get a degree and to get that same kind of pay. UPS, you don't need a degree for that. These other like lesser jobs that people see, like construction. Oh, I don't know if I can go college, so I'm just gonna do construction. Just construction. Bruh, making six figures. Bro, exactly. Exactly. What is wrong with making six figures? Look, man, the trade, the trade worlds. That that's something where yeah, it's labor, but you can you can climb that 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 ladder and become in a point of like a journeyman or like a you know now you're in the office position where you're you're just. You're, you're the boss, but, but you're the making problem is six it's plus a shame figures. Thing, you know, the kids think, oh, okay, I don't want to just be a plumber. Plumbers make six figures, guys. But it's like, no, nah, but a plumber sounds like, I, how am I supposed to tell my high school friends, oh, I'm going to go to plumbing school when they're, oh, I'm going to yeah, go to UH. Think you just scrubbing toilets. No, yeah. bro, like, Dude, 
that's so that's what I want to like try to shift to because it's not only just the school systems that need to change. It's also our mentality of what is you know appropriate and what is good in the world. And you know, like obviously for people like you, where if you can get to the next level of sports, that's awesome. You know, and that's a great career path. But as we said, that's a point zero one percent of everybody that's trying to do that. There's other careers though that are just as good where you can make. What do we say? The lowest in the CFL, the minimum is like seventy thousand. Right. Right. But 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 at the end of the day. There is so much more opportunities for, for, for people today, young people especially, coming up through social media, yes. in the media game. In, there's so many more opportunities to make money. Um, and so I feel like it's, it's, it's sort of pushing more entrepreneur we mindset. Need that. We need you know? that. We really need that because there are alternate careers and stuff. And I just don't want it to be like, okay, so after high school, I need to go to college because that's what I have to do. Because, man... I'm still paying back my student loans. I hate it. It's, it's ridiculous, bro. I might, I, if I'm, and I'm, thankfully, I'm in a position, you know, where I do the YouTube thing. I make a great amount of money and stuff now. If I didn't have that, if I was just the counselor that, you know, I went to school for, it would have took me 15 to 20 years to pay that back. I recently just bought a house in Milani. If I was only doing that counselor work, no way in heck I could have paid that down payment with all these loans and stuff. You know, it's like, there's, there's things that you guys can do and there's alternate paths that can be chosen. It's just, it's not talked about, and we need to kind of normalize that a bit more. Yeah, and I'm just going to say this, man, and this is just probably something you've heard before. Chase your passion, not money, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, if you're passionate about something, do that because you're going to enjoy what you're doing. And if you pour into your passion, hey, the money will come, That's right? The money will come. So don't chase money. Chase your passion and just sort of, like, do that because – if what you do is fun and you love it, you know, the saying goes, you'll never work, quote unquote, a day in your life. And see, we heard that growing up, though, Chad. Yeah. As a kid, though, if you can kind of remember that, it's like, ah, okay, dad, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to, I still want the money. I want that bag. You know, I want that coin. Yeah, they want, but they want the immediate bag. Exactly. And so yeah. that's the instant gratification era that we live in now, which is very, very tough because it's like, nah, I need money as quick as possible. This is how it's supposed to go, you know, or, I, okay, let me try out the social media thing. I'm going to do YouTube. They expect they're going to be making thousands of dollars <laughs> instantly. Bro, it took me the first year I did YouTube. I, I was literally doing my full-time job. I would go home, film videos, post it, do all of this stuff. It was like basically two full-time jobs. That first year, I had like a 1,000 subscribers after a whole year, and I made a total of $50. What does that come out to? 0. $0.1, $0.1 cents an hour or something? It's It's horrible. But I didn't go in thinking I was going to make money. That was something I was doing for fun. That was after my job, you know, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Year three, by that time, we're making six figures, you know, but you don't know if that's going to happen. And you got to just do the due diligence and work up to it. I wasn't expecting to go into that making money. I didn't even know YouTube could make money. Um, but then I just kept working at it. And then I realized, okay, there's potential here. But initially, I didn't go in thinking, okay, let's let's go in and make as much money as possible. That wasn't the goal. Because if you went in with that mindset, you're going to be sorely disappointed and you'll probably quit before that first year was done. Yeah. You, you see that too, you know? Yeah. If you were to just give up after, you know, the, the Jaguars released you, where would you have been now? Man, I, I don't know. Instant gratification yeah, though, right? Know. The kids yeah. now would be like, ah, I failed. There's nothing else for me, you know? I'm, I guess I'm done. Mr. Chad Owens, when he uh, busted his ACL, it could have been the same thing. I guess I'm done. No, you kept grinding. You kept yeah. working at it. You're like, I love this. I want to just keep doing this, you know? And so you weren't chasing the money. You were chasing your passion. And that turned into what your career is now, man. And that's a beautiful thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I've, 
you know, because of all that, yeah, leverage that. And now that I feel like there's, uh, there's, there's some momentum that's being built and, um, I'm, I'm in this seeds, you know, seed sort of planting stage where seeds and watering, seeding and watering and just grinding. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a plan of harvest yet. I don't know when that's going to be, that's but I'm, I'm in the grind mode. I'm in that, that in the dirt right now. I'm digging, planting, watering, digging, planting, watering, and not really thinking about the harvest because I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying digging right now. I'm enjoying planting. I'm enjoying watering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you really are. Like I'm just trying to visualize it. I'm thinking about it. Dude, you're really like dabbled in so many areas because you do have these two podcasts that you're doing on top of your social medias. Uh, you also are going to enter this uh, Stingray right or the Sean Ray Sean yeah Ray, so that's Sean just Ray. a bodybuilding thing for a personal I'm acting I I represent uh you know BioSteel sports strength here I was kind of helped sort of launch it here in Hawaii it's a sports strength look at all of that yeah I've I've been been a part of since being in Toronto it's a Canadian-based company oh is it okay yeah and now we finally had distribution here in Hawaii and so the timing of that was perfect and it's it's the best sports drink in the market you know, when we are, it's literally. I, w- I wish you brought everywhere. me some. Thanks, man. Appreciate you know it. what? I, um, <laughs> That's all good. I, I, I did. I, it's, it's in the car. I just <laughs> left right it. Seriously. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it's available at, man, 7-Eleven. Don Quixote. That's huge. Times, if you get a 7-Eleven, that's, that's it, man. Awesome. Right. And that's a Canadian-based company, and you help kind of bring that yeah, over. Yeah, but they're they're all across the U.S. now. They, mm. they, they became the official sports drink of the Lakers. No way. Yes. Jeez. Wild still, man. Patrick Mahomes is their big guy. Wow. Um, they've got a bunch of athletes. Yeah, man. And they also got Chad Owens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? And, 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 we got, and we got Hawaii. So, you know, you need to dive into that for sure. Um, so tell me know, about a little I, bit. Of- I, I'm a freight forwarder. You know what I'm saying? So shipping, bringing things in. Like I, I'm oh, a, you do that too? I'm a triple B forwarders. Yeah, that's sort of my, uh, I guess you could say full-time gig, Monday through Friday. I work with my one of my best friends. How and- much work? When do you go to sleep, man? Tell me about tell me about Man, that. I, 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 I'll, t- I'll take naps at night. You know Jeez. what I mean? You know it, it, it's uh, yeah. I'm do I'm just doing the most right now. And there's a, there's obviously social media influencer stuff. And listen to this. On top of all of that, Chad is also a dad. That's a twenty four seven job in itself. I'm learning that myself right now. I got a three month year old at the house, and I'm. Already that's, just barely hanging by a thread. Bro, that's different. Three month old man. Yo, that's different times. I'm way past that. Um, Miss those times, but don't miss it. Right, right, you right. Know, I, my son is 18. My daughters are 16 and 13. They're pretty much independent. Not saying that so. I don't need to do anything for them anymore because right, 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 we right. do a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, it's a it's a good, it's a good stage right now. Like it's a good time. Um, I, man, I, I, I have no complaints. Like I could sit here and say I want more. Mm. Everyone's gonna always want more. Mm-hmm. But it's about appreciating and being grateful for where you're at and what you have now. And I know where, what I achieved before. I know what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all good stuff. Like I, but I'm not hanging my hat on that because if this is, this is one of my, this is the, the current general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, former Argonaut player, legend, hall of famer, the most recognized man in the CFL Canada. He, he's, he's top notch. Michael pinball Clemens said this to us one day. He said, if what you did yesterday still sounds good to you today then you haven't done much today and so and so your past failures successes the way you approach life like in sports wins and losses you gotta handle it the same 
Because there's always the next day to prepare. You got to go back to work again. You got to get the next job done. You got to prepare for the next game. You know, there's the, the next piece of adversity that's going to come along at some time. Like you're always in prep mode. You're always in prep mode. You have to be that way. And that's just kind of what I've sort of done and I've become and my brand. You know, so I have that. The CO2, like that's my brand, which is going to be launching uh, here very soon. Again, oh, I launched uh, it, but I'm relaunching. Yeah, it's going to have some apparel. Oh, okay, okay. It is going to have some motivational uh, aspects to it. So, yeah, man, there's a lot going on right now, man. Hey, listen, Chad. So, on the side, I, I know we're not on air right now, but uh, it'd be pretty interesting if you got into this uh, game where, you know, you can uh, sign co- college athletes and stuff, too, to brands like this. You know, I'm just I'm just saying. You never know. An agency like that would be pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> CO2 brand. I like that, man. Uh, agency? So, hmm, hey. <laughs> There you go. Uh, athletes representing athletes. Sounds, that sounds pretty good. Anyway. Actually, I actually have a platform for that right now. Oh, I love my, that. my business partner's like, we... Hey, let's keep it on the, keep it on yeah, the hush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring thing, it yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but one thing that I did want to touch on before we move to the last thing that I want to talk about, but I want to say that one thing that I learned from this podcast so far, and I, this is the first time I'm meeting uh, Mr. Chad Owens and whatnot, but... I was surprised because he definitely, that last topic that he just said where he's focused on today and not hanging his laurels on the past. I was thinking, okay, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, let's talk about your career, professional career. Let's talk about your UH career. We talked about it loosely, but it's not something that you got super excited for. You were ecstatic about what's going on in the present. Even though like these career numbers and stuff, you're a UH legend, you're a legend in the CFL, you played pro ball. These are all things that other people would be like, yeah, let's just go on this. You know, this is my prime. This is my my best. You don't look at it like that. And that's the vibe I get. And that's cool to see you're consistent with that. Because it's one thing to say, okay, you always try to better yourself and this, this, this. But then we talk a whole podcast about, you know, the glory days. If you, But it seems like you're in your glory days right now. Man, listen. The Whether you go through a... Pe- okay, let's just say you go through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And you're and you and you're stuck in that breakup. You're heartbroken. Yeah, you whatever. Two years go by and you're still thinking about mm. that. How can you move on? That's a good point. How can you move forward? It's the same thing with successes. Mm. It's the same thing with wins. You know, wins and losses. If you're continuing to hold on to that 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 adversity and that thing that oh man, you keep going back to it. You you won't move forward. There's bro, there's your life. There's everything you got to do that's right in front of you and that's ahead of you. And if you're and I've, I have friends that are like that. That's all stuck in, in high school. Yeah. Stuck in high school. You know, I have people that I've met former athletes that that's all they have, and that's all. Man, man, back when I did this, this fun. is what I did. This yeah. is how I. Did. It's like damn, they boast about. They talk about themselves. Right. Like oh man, like. And right. I and and I get that. Like, hey, you're you're you're. There's nothing wrong with being being proud of the work that you've put in, what you've accomplished, but bro. That was that was twenty something years ago. Mm. You know what, what are you I mean? Doing today? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why. Yeah, I acknowledge it. Hey, that's cool. You know. But I'm excited about what I'm doing that, now. I love that, man. You know I what love I'm saying? That, yeah. And 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 the only way I'm going to succeed at what I'm doing now is if I'm excited about it. Just as if when I was playing football, that's what I got excited about. That's what I was passionate about. So I poured everything into that. And that's why the results were what they were. 
I see. That makes a lot of sense, dude. And it's so funny because the whole time we're talking about, you know, not uh, focusing on the successes and stuff, I think of, like, legends in the game, like Bill Belichick or uh, Nick Saban. They win their first championship. If they were only thinking about that one championship, they wouldn't have won the four after, five after, you know? They're literally, you see them. They smile that one day, and then they're in the office the next day right after the championship. Those stone-cold killers, exactly, bro. Exactly, poker dude. face. Just exactly. Like, yeah, they're just like, like all right, interviews are the, are the funniest. Bro. I love that guy. <laughs> you can't get anything out of him. <laughs> no. yeah. well, it's all business, yeah. man. It's all business. Yeah, I love we, it. We've got, we've got Green Bay. Exactly. And, you know, hey, who's your NFL shit. team? I got to ask this, too. Man, I don't have a team, bro. I, oh, I've, I've, when I was a kid, I used to follow like what I realized now is why I like the team is because I like certain players. Okay. So now, being that I was a player, former player, I, I look at the game differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can identify things differently. I'm a fan of the game for sure, but I'm a fan of players and how mm-hmm. they, how what they're able to do on the field, how they conduct themselves off the field, what they represent. So I look at those things, right? So I mean, I I love a lot of players. So I don't have a I don't have a team. Okay, I like uh, that. But my son, my son's a huge 49ers fan. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's not a bad team to be a fan of. All right, no, I was no. wondering if we get like a interesting answer out of you, like some random team. But I I do know that you do support a lot of like the current players and stuff. Like you're a Juju Smith fan, it looks like. Yeah, no, obviously, man. I mean, he's 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 great. He's uh, he's a huge. I mean, obviously, he's Polynesian. Mm-hmm. He has that 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 cultural sort of connection. Um, but you know, he just got a season-ending injury. I saw and he he had posted something. Out, I reposted that and like seeing his his true heart right there, like that's why that's what I mean. Like people, the the person that's under that face mask that's mm-hmm. being you know, and you see Juju on TikTok and he talked about that. He yeah, he's a goofball, but he's enjoying life and that's his energy, that's his vibe, that's the lane that makes him successful. Um, and and you see these guys and how real they are, and that's what I respect. You know what I mean? And there's a bunch of guys that you know have that same sort of vibe to them, um, how, how they carry themselves. And, and, and that's one aspect, but hey, game recognized game, bro. It don't matter, hey, what you do off the field, that's on your personal. But I'm gonna respect someone that is a dog on the field that's a baller <laughs> that every week in, week out, you can't touch this dude. Like offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, special teams, like, all right, this dude's a baller. Like, I got to respect yeah, yeah. it. Regardless of what they're doing off the field, that's their personal life. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do in your personal is your personal. Right. But bro, you out here on the game, and I'm seeing what you're doing, I see you, bro. You know what I mean? Like right, it's, right, it's, right, it's, right. it's just a, one of those things because that's almost like colleagues, right? I, I, some of these guys, maybe I, I competed against them. You know, I've I've other receivers like oh man, I could do what he does. I, I you know, so you have that sort of respect. It's a respect thing, right? That's and a good, that's and a good it's uh it's yeah. You, only if you've been there and played at the level, you can you come at it from a different mindset or a different perspective. Uh, but yeah, I I love players, man. I respect a lot of players that the Tom Brady's, the LeBron James, you know, the Kobe's, <sighs> the the, oh, the guys, go. the guys that have done it for so long. That have been successful for so long, but you look at what they're doing off the field. That's why, right? They pour into it every single day. They're living it. This is what they do. I used to hate LeBron and I used to hate Tom Brady because all they did was win. But then I used <laughs> to see them off the field, and I was like, "These guys are look at what they're doing. They're very consistent." LeBron, same, same. He had his girlfriend in high school. That's his wife now. 
never gets into any marital issues. He's not beating up women or, you know, doing any of this weird stuff. He's never had, like, any controversy other than things that involve his game. But awesome. but look at, like, he's built this damn uh, academy. He's yes, built all of this. All the he built the school. Back. Yeah, the, the yeah, school. school. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, That's he, why. So be, this was a while back. I, I'm a LeBron fan now, at least as a player, because I changed my tune to that, too, where it's like, okay, this is a really good comment, actually, that of all people, Derek Carr made about Gruden, that whole controversy, right? Derek Carr said, though, he's like, I love the person, hate the sin. Yep. That, I was, like, that, was, that was big. Ass, it was yeah. big because I played for Coach Gruden as well. You did? In Tampa. Oh, okay. Uh, back in 2007, I was in training camp there. Unbelievable football mind. Okay. See? And you can respect that. Unbelievable football mind. Yep. Unbelievable commander. Mm. Right? Hey, you, you, Chucky's in the building, but you better shape up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he demanded greatness. Um, and he was good at that. And again, yeah, the personal side comes in. Whatever you do outside of the building, that's on you, mm. you know. And I loved Derek Carr's response there. That was a he great was great. Response. But here's what's also cool: the interim head coach who took over, uh, Vasasha, he's always been Gruden's special teams guy. He was in Tampa when I was there. Unbelievable coach, unbelievable person. He will lead that team, and he's he's Good got a lot of respect of those players because, it, yeah, he's a special teams guy, and you're dealing with. Offense, defense, you're dealing with everybody. That's a good, yeah. So yeah. he's well respected and he's an unbelievable coach as well. So uh, it was, uh, I've had experiences with both those guys because I was a special teams guy in Tampa. Right, right, right. And so he was my coach. Oh, right. Okay. And he was amazing. And so, dude, that's such a crazy perspective you have because I see it from the ESPN news and stuff, but you see it from like, oh no, I know this guy personally, you know, <laughs> like that's so different, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> where it's like yeah. you got all these guys like talk show hosts, like, you know, Stephen A or whatever. Talking all Bashing. of this. Steve A. Smith is hilarious to He's me. He's hilarious, bro. but he, he built his brand. That's his brand. Built his brand. He, that's his brand. Listen. <laughs> I'll see y'all in the morning. Dude, I I'll love talk to, then. I'd love to have you and Stephen A. <laughs> going at it, dude. Bro, he, he's, 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 he's great, though, but it's the controversy. It's the, you know, media. Media is about that. Like yes. They want that. That's because that's creates stories, right? Right, and and he, hey, he creates he built, stories. He built his brand off that. He leveraged and his understanding of the media, the power of media. And he just leverages that, and he's created a brand. He's talking about this Kyrie Irving situation. He's like, ah, oh, okay, I was gonna leave it alone, but <laughs> I seen Kyrie. Okay, okay, I'm gonna have. I'll see y'all in the morning on first take. <laughs> This guy is so, I love it though, you know, because it's funny because as a player, you guys know, like all the players know Stephen A. It's like, this guy can't dunk a basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, what you talking about, Steve? Like, And I feel like, man, what do these players think about him? You see, either you hate him or you you love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he, if, if you're on his crap list and you he's you hate him, like, man, forget you. But if you're a guy that, that that he vibes with, then you probably love him. But it's it's cool. It's he's cool. probably completely different off the mic too. You gotta probably. believe. You gotta believe, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah, and that you know, so that's okay. That's what social media is. You can be one thing on the social media scene. You build your brand that way. And if you're somebody different off camera, that's your prerogative. I like being consistent. It seems like you're pretty consistent too. Yeah. And I think Hawaii appreciates that kind of consistency. Yeah. Yeah, and right? that's big. And go, to, man. Talk about Stephen A. Smith, man. I'm a huge follower of uh, all the Smoke podcasts as well with Matt. Matt uh, Barnes, okay, and Steve, and and you know uh, Stack. I don't know if you follow all the smoke. No, but, no, bro, go check them okay, out. I'll they're like the, they're probably the top podcast right now, sports podcasts out Better there. Better than the JJ Reddick podcast. I like that. Old Man in the Three is a good podcast. Yeah. All okay. the smoke is is the realistic as it gets. Matt Barnes, well, yeah, bro, <laughs> I can see that. No, these, no, these guys are good, bro. Okay, 
Uh, it, they had Stephen A. Smith on, and and that was a good one. Okay, I'll go it's take a, a look. Then all their podcasts are great, man. Check them out. I'm telling you, man, all the smoke. Hey, well, that's uh, the number the one sports podcast actually, right now. But yeah. until the CO2 podcast comes around, nah, hey, yeah, just nah, hey, nah, pay nah, attention, listen, guys. Listen. Pay attention. They they they, <laughs> they, they got ins, man. They got the, the 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 connection with all the players that gets them on. It's just You'll great. I was actually able to sit on uh, behind the scenes there on one of their sets. Oh, nice. In New York uh, a couple years ago. Crazy professional scene, I'm assuming, and just. It's 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 just the production is it's pretty it's dope the mm-hmm. way they do it, um yeah I mean hey Showtime they got a you know big big production right they built that and now they're I think they're going into season three, um I gotta check this but out. it's also. just it's it's great learning bro like I, I you know it's just like reading books or listening to other people you watch other podcasts and you learn how to, how can you build how can you generate content for your podcast and your show. And that's that's just what I've been able to do in the last year. I've been doing the CO2 rundown with the Star Advertiser for a year now. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I've been doing it for a year? Three days a week for a year? Wow. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. That is. You know, and I get ex- I get excited about it. I love presenting it. And so, yeah, I learn and I've learned a lot. The skills has has honed in and that's just helping my my acting skills. Yeah, my speaking skills were developed through being an athlete, mm. getting interviewed. And then Speaking to a camera as a host, and that took some learning because that's different. I'm not answering. I'm not answering questions like how we're doing here. I'm great at this. That took some time to develop. Now I feel as if I've kind of honed in that skill, and just you know, at the end of the day, it's all about putting in that work. And so right? this is the last thing that I did want to touch on. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a very busy man. Uh, the acting career. So how's this going? Right, we kind of touched on it a little bit before we started recording, but it sounds like you just recently got into it, and you're finding great success. Man, I love it. You know, it's it's. Uh, and this is what's this is what's crazy, and this is the truth, one hundred percent real. As a kid, I had two little like legit dreams because I was and I, I was an athlete, and I, I loved watching movies. Like I, it's just, I envisioned myself as a pro athlete or the hero, mm-hmm. saved in a day in a movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that guy, the action the action hero. Like I wanted to be that guy, and so hey. I checked off the, the pro athlete, and I can officially check off the actor because I just wrapped, uh, you know, uh, uh, about three weeks ago, a movie. It's called Paradise City, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm hoping uh, should come out next year. Uh, Bruce Willis and John Travolta are the leads. Pro, you know, Paradise City, man. Like, we, we filmed the majority on Maui, and I, we finished on, you know, a few scenes that we needed to finish in Savannah, Georgia. And look, man, like, I'm an actor. I'm working with Chuck Russell. Directed, he directed The Rock, Scorpion King, and that's my next goal, man. It's like I'm trying to be on set with The Rock. Let's just be honest. That's what I want to do, and that's what I'm going to do. Mark my words. I love it. You need that kind of drive, man. That's got but to. That's a crazy amount of success. So you're on like an A-list movie because Bruce Willis and uh, John Travolta, that's, that's no small-time movie, man. And so you said you only started getting to acting a couple months ago. I think that's a testament. Maybe earlier this year. Let's just say earlier this year. Man, that's still only a couple months ago, dude. Yeah. You're tra- see, you're trying to make it like not <laughs> as big as it is. This is a big deal, dude, because some people do this acting thing like right out of high school or even in high school. You know, they're doing like their little plays and stuff and they're trying to get in the scene. Then they go to L.A., New York, do the acting classes, all of this. You're finding success really quickly. And I think that's a testament to your persona that you give, you know, the aura that you give, your positivity that you take on life, trying to grow better, and also, you know, your speaking character and all of this because that is a huge achievement, man. Like, it's cool. Appreciate it. No, for sure, man. And so it's really dope to see, you know, succeeding in one area and then also succeeding in a different area. It just shows that the hard work pays off, you know. it's not You're not doing it for nothing, you know. It's working, and that's what you got to keep working at. And it's like 
you just wrapped this movie, but you're looking for the next one. You're looking like, I want to work with The Rock. Looking for the next. Yep. Like, always looking for the next opportunity. I've, I've, I do a ton of auditions, right? And it's just once you get noticed and seen, and then it, you know things might you know. So when this movie comes out, hopefully it it it's it parlays and propels me to like it's a launch pad to like right. other things. And so yeah, man, just like anything else, man, it takes time, you know. And that's why I do so much because uh, I'm I'm busy. I want to stay busy. I get an email. Hey, Chad, you have an audition? Okay, cool. I'm bang out that audition. All right, that's done. What's next? I got to keep moving. You more know? reps, more reps. That's I love it. Man. it. Okay. And I just got to shout out my, you know, the acting coaches to help me. That helped me, man, initially, because it's it's a different game, right? So Mark Beltzman out of Maui, you know, we did some Zoom classes and was able to to sort of like come out of that shell a little bit to learn the game and to learn. He's big on improv, mm. and that improv technique and that skill is what allowed me to get. The, the the gig with the Paradise City when I, I I auditioned for Chuck Russell in Zoom and I we sort of improved and my skill set that I learned there helped me in that that deal you know yeah I took some online classes with uh, Michelle Danner who's she's out of L A big time like legit acting scenes on Zoom with other people like crying and like bro like going in with it you know what I'm saying it's about being vulnerable and really not caring because again if you were passionate about something or you're just doing what needs to be done. And so I had to shout them out, man, real quick. That helped me sort of like learn the game a little bit more and, and build confidence. Dude, I freaking, I love this. I, I love <laughs> hearing that because we were literally in this room just yesterday. I was talking to Jordan Salute. He's a rapper. I, he's done a, he was a cast in Jumanji and a couple other things. Way five Oh. So he's in the acting scene too, but he always like after everything he was talking about, he's trying to give props, give thanks, you know, shout outs. And I said, I don't know if that's a Hawaii thing because it seems like Hawaii does that better than anybody. They respect. It's the aloha. It's the aloha, man. It's got to be, right? Because I listen to these other podcasts and stuff, and it's always like, oh, me. You know, I, I came up out of nothing. I did this myself. I, nah, I did all of it. No one ever succeeded on their own, man. No man is an island is no. what they say, right? So it's like that's why I love meeting people like you and meeting people like Jordan yesterday where it's like they they know that it's not something they can do on their own, you know, and they want to acknowledge that it's other people helping them get to the top because you can't do it by yourself. And so if people think that you have to just, you know, it's all done by yourself, then they're going to get caught up in that same mindset. You know, it's like you don't need anything else but yourself, but that's not true. And it's okay to seek help. It's okay to like, you know, get this people like behind you and help you propel you to the next level because you're doing all these things yourself. And it's like, how are you supposed to all of a sudden know how to act? You know, it's like, you yeah, can't just man, say, yeah. okay, man, you know, shout it. out and shout out to my agency, you know, Larson, uh, Larson talent, uh, you know, they've, they've helped me get those, those opportunities. And mm-hmm. so, you know, shout out to, to them, shout out to my family, my wife, my kids. It's, it's, yeah, your support system it's a team. is huge. You know what I'm saying? Effort. Yeah. 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 Sure, it's, it's, it's not just Chad Owens. It's uh, Owens Ohana, That's everybody it. involved. That's I love it. it. Well, That's thank it. you so much for coming on Chad. I appreciate it, man. I definitely think we could keep talking forever about sports if we wanted to, but, We'll cut it over here. I think this might be our longest yeah, podcast. Well, which I appreciate is pretty you, I love brother. it, Thank dude. You. Thank so, you. So, uh, could you before you head out? Could you give us uh, the listeners where you, they can find you on social media? Yeah, man, I'm I'm mostly active on Instagram at okay. Chad Owens two, the number two at Chad uh, Owens. Two. That's the same thing on Twitter. I'm really not on there, but uh, IG is where you can find me. You know, that's where I do a lot of my things. So, and, and when does the Running the Back podcast play? Or every uh, Tuesday on K-Kai. Tuesday. you can catch that on on TV K-Kai. Uh, we also put it on the YouTube channel, uh, Running It Back Podcast, and we have a uh, Running It Back Podcast Instagram. So check that out. And then and yeah. CO2 is the CO2 rundown with the advertisers every Monday, Wednesday, Friday Monday. at 1 p.m. 
on the Star Advertiser's Facebook page. And then obviously they post it up on IG. I repost it on IG every, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Gotta show love. I love That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> Chad Owens, everybody. Thank you so yeah. much for coming in, man. Appreciate you and everybody listening. Thank you guys for listening in. And we will see you on the next podcast. Aloha. Aloha. Yes. Yes. <laughs>